What's up, guys? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demling here with y'all, as always, here on a Monday night. We've got some lacrosse to talk about. First off, I do want to uh, briefly touch on the games that took place on Sunday because there were a few. So I will touch on those a bit. And then we've got a pretty big midweek matchup to preview um, amongst some other midweek games that I'll touch on as well. So starting off here with the action that happened on Sunday, um, we saw Navy take down Mount St. Mary's. Excuse me, we saw Navy take down Jacksonville. Delaware take down Bellarmine, and Mercer take down Cleveland State. And we'll start with the one down in Macon. The Bears uh, getting the 10-9 victory over the Vikings. It was the season opener for uh, Andy German and his Cleveland State squad. It's the first Division I win for Chad Sermon as the head coach at Mercer. Um, Their previous win, I believe, was against Florida Southern. Um, Oh, no, uh, Lenore Line. Lenore Line, D2 school, is who uh, Mercer had beaten up to this point. Uh, So they have gotten their first D1 win. Uh, Back and forth game there, uh, 10-9. Obviously, very, very close one. Uh, Sean Goldsmith still out uh, for Mercer. Uh, will be interesting to see how things look when he comes back, uh, which should be in about two weeks, I believe. If I have the math right, he was out for, I think, a maximum of six weeks, uh, six to eight weeks. Um, and that the first game was on January 30th, so uh, he should be back uh, in the next two to three weeks. Uh, will he be fully healthy? I don't know, uh, but will be interesting to see um, how this offense looks once he's back. Um, Ashton Wood, again, just continuing to just blow teams apart at the faceoff dot. Um, 12 uh, for 21 in this game. Um, you know, he is uh, top five, I believe, in faceoff percentage um, across the country at this point. Uh, playing very, very well. Um, as, as as expected, um, he, he's been one of the top guys uh, for the past couple of seasons. Certainly in the SoCon last year was um, amongst the top guys in the nation, but didn't really get as much ink as he has this year. Um, so looking at the NCAA stats site right here, he is eighth in the nation in faceoff percentage um, with 69 po- 69% percent faceoff win percentage there, 81 for 30, 81 uh, for 117 through the season. He's only lost 36 thus far. Uh, Mercer is now 2 and 3 uh, at this point in the season. Um, you know, Wood was definitely a big piece of that win. Colin Kelly in cage with 10 saves. 
also played very well. Um, this was a very defensive-heavy game, and I've got to get a, give a lot of props to the Cleveland State defense, and in particularly Kevin Sobey in cage. Uh, he held things down there on the back end. 17 saves for the Vikings in this one. Um, just really, really good defensive game for Cleveland State, um, especially being the first game of the season. Um, I think both teams, to be honest with y'all, didn't look the best offensively. Uh, certainly Cleveland State did not. Uh, Brendan Sergudson Sug- uh, had uh, three goals and one assist for the Vikings to lead them there, um, but it was mostly a defensive performance from both squads. Um, Michael Quinn had the game winner for Mercer with just over three minutes left in the final, and really both defenses in that fourth uh, really clamped down, and you know Quinn only had uh, you know had the lone goal in the final stanza there. So Mercer gets that win 10 to 9 over Cleveland State. Moving on here to another one, uh, Navy taking down Jacksonville uh, 13 to 6 on Sunday. Uh, Navy, man, like they are, they're looking very, very good right now. They're looking very, very good. Um, 2 and 0, you know, they've beaten Mount St. Mary's and Jacksonville. Um, not the two best teams to measure success against um, as you know as as far as uh, you know tier one teams go um, those are certainly not tier one teams um, not ACC not big Ten but um, certainly good wins there for Navy uh, Spencer Reese in cage is looking very very good um, you know I've mentioned before the biggest question for Navy coming into this season was who can replace Brendan Cohn? I think Lees has done that very, very well. Uh, the younger brother of Matt Lees, um, if y'all did not know that. So he's played well. This defense in general has played well. Uh, Jackson Bonitz, a uh, freshman, he had, I don't know if y'all have seen it, um, a diving trail check um, in, in transition. Absolutely, you know, you know it, the kind of hustle play that you love to see. And he's been making those all season long, um, well, two games into the season. He's been making plays like that um, and, and really showing why he was one of the top defensemen coming out of high school, uh, living up to the hype early on. Got the start in the in his first college game um, there against Mount St. Mary's. Played very well. Uh, played even better against Jacksonville. And that Navy defense played very well also against Jacksonville. Um Holding them to one goal, one goal in the second half. Um, no, it's it was five to two. Jacksonville midway through the second, and the midshipmen they uh, stepped on the gas and just you no know, shot off shot out of a rocket. Um, you know, from the two thirty four mark to the six oh two mark in the third, Navy. No, not only did they just get hot offensively, uh, really started to clamp down defensively. That run in general is what turned the turned the tides in this game. Um, nine nine zero run, and no puts Navy up eleven to five. Um, that essentially is the game right there. 
is essentially the game. Uh, Mastag Nita uh, with one goal and two assists for Jacksonville. Uh, he's playing very, very well. Johns Hopkins transfer, uh, the son of uh, Jim Stagnita, uh, current Whip Snakes head coach and a former Rutgers and Washington and Lee head coach. So Matt Stagnita playing well for Jacksonville. Um, also for Navy, you had uh, Jacob uh, Jarzo went 17 for 30, for 23 at the dot, just dominating in that aspect of the game as well as they dominated down the stretch to get that win. Delaware coming back um, to beat Bellarmine 14 to 11. Um, Bellarmine, this is their first game in nearly a month. Um, you know, they had that two week pause, and then the VMI game was canceled or postponed, I should say, um, due to a positive COVID test within the VMI program. So Bellarmine, um, you know, was off for three weeks, almost a full four weeks. Um, and they were back in action. Um, that was a very, very short, uh, you know, a quick scheduled game, scheduling on the fly, um, a game against Delaware. Um, and, 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 and the Knights actually took it to Delaware very, very well early on. Um, you know, it was a 7-5 lead at the half for the Knights. Um, and they played very well defensively, especially in the first half. Um, Delaware, we all are aware. That rhymes, doesn't it? We are all aware of um, what their offense is, what they can do, the damage they can do, especially at attack. Um, when you have guys like Mike Robinson, who he, the dude's coming off, he had nine goals against. Um, who was that on on a? Uh, on Tuesday, um, St. Joseph's had nine goals against St. Joseph's. Comes back, has three goals in this game, a hat trick. Dude's got 12 goals in the past two games. Um, that's absolutely just ridiculous. And, um, you know, Charlie Kitchen, he had one goal, and Bellarmine really held him to, they really kind of shut him down, essentially. Uh, he had the first goal of the game for Delaware, but while they shut him down as a shooter and essentially as a dodger, um, yeah, he put his passing ability on display, five assists there, um, so really, really dominating performance in the second half for Delaware, um, you know, the, the Blue Hens in the second half, they went on a three-goal run early in the third, and then they had a five-goal run, um, late in the third as well, uh, that bled into the uh, fourth also. Um, and that was kind of the end of things. Delaware, much more talented team, front to back than Bellarmine. Um, and that showed, uh, certainly, um, you know, their offense was able to take over. Uh, you saw their defense being able to take over as well. Um, there uh, with Kilkeely, uh having a solid game again, um, in cage for the Blue Hens. And then, you know, the, the, the biggest, the biggest um, factor in this game was Jake Hovada, um, 12 for 15 at the dot, um, also had two goals. Um, during that run in the second half, um, early third uh, quarter, he, he bookended that run. Um, 
I believe it was in the third when he bookended that run. Um, yeah, because he had the first goal of the second half, took the opening face off to the rack, um, and then he also uh, took the opening face off to the rack to end the quarter as well. I believe that was the third. Might might have that off, but I uh, don't have the box score up here um, with me. But um, he played very, very well in that game. Havada uh, did, uh, and, and Delaware is another team that's looking very good right now. Um, believe they're two and one at this point, um, so they're looking good. Um, the CA, the CAA, and I mentioned this back in September, I believe. Um, the CAA is going to be one of the more competitive leagues this year. Obviously, the ACC is competitive. Um, the Big Ten is competitive. Like those two conferences are always competitive. But when you look at those second tier conferences, the CAA the America East, um, and even the NEC. Like, the NEC is going to be very competitive this year. We'll see what Hobart does. They start playing this week. Um, but Mount St. Mary's has looked good. Um, you've seen Sacred Heart have some flashes. Um, and, and we know what uh, – we, we think we know what, what Hobart um, – and, and we've seen – is going to be – and we know what we've seen Bryant play very well. Also, um, NEC play, I believe – begins this weekend. Um, I know the MAC also begins this weekend. We'll talk a bit more about the MAC um, and the NEC conference play um, situations on Thursday's show. Um, moving on here to previewing some of these midweek games. Uh, so we do have three games tomorrow. Three games on Tuesday. Um, well, today, because y'all listen to this on Tuesday. Um, so all th- there are three Tuesday games. At 1 p.m., Bellman takes on Robert Morris. Um, that's at 1 p.m. in Moon Township, Pennsylvania. And then we have Wagner traveling to Hempstead to take on Hofstra. We'll see how many goals Mr. Ryan Tierney gets in that one. Um, dude's playing out of his mind right now. And then at 5 p.m., uh, the nightcap, if you will, we have Georgetown taking on Mount St. Mary's um, in a little, uh, well, D.C.'s not technically Maryland, um, no, Mid-Atlantic battle, if you will. And and look, Georgetown, and I'm going to talk about this one first, this Georgetown-Mount St. Mary's one, and it's really the only one I'm going to talk about um, because of the Hoyas. The Hoyas, like, they are... Like if you if if you have not paid attention to Georgetown, and I know like I I got messages the other day like Tanner, it th- th- they've played Villanova and St. John's. Chill, chill out on the on the Georgetown bandwagon. Yo, they held, they've only allowed two goals all season. Like, do you realize how ridiculous that is? Like that's ridiculous. In today's game, the Shotcock era. And you're allowing two goals in your first two games, one goal per game. That's just ridiculous, man. And then when you look at Jake Carraway, you know, forget and and look, they were missing uh, Gibson Smith. I, I don't, I, I didn't watch the uh, St. John's game. I know he was missing out of the starting lineup. I don't believe he played at all in that game. So you're missing your top defenseman. Obviously, you have McElroy and Cage. But you're missing your top defenseman, and you still only allow one goal? I don't care who you're playing, man. That's impressive. 
that's impressive. Um, but you know, back to this, uh, you know, enough about the Georgetown defense. They're the best defense in the country. Um, don't even try to question me on that. Um, just look up the stats. You can go to uh, NCAA.com backslash stats backslash uh, lacrosse. It's right there, man. It, it's right there. Statistically, best defense in the country is the Georgetown Hoyas, and I expect that to stay that way all season long, um, at least stay at the top there. I do want to see them. Like, again, look, I do want to see them against Denver. I do want to see them against Villanova again because um, Villanova put up 16 on Marquette, um, which you know, not the best measuring stick, but um, still two fairly good uh, Big East teams. So is Georgetown really like that much better than ever, everybody, uh, than the middle of the pack? Um, and how good is Denver against the everybody? Because they just blew Providence out of the water on sun, on a Saturday. So Big East, lot to be determined there still. But uh, the Hoyas, they play Mount St. Mary's on Tuesday, as I mentioned. It's the only, I believe the only, a non-conference game of the season. We talked about their defense. We've mentioned Jake Carraway. He's playing out of his mind. The guy that I want to see in this game is Nikki Petkovic and Graham Bundy Jr. for that matter. Um, both guys have had good starts. Uh, Petkovic, the transfer from Colgate, you know, he didn't start the season um, against Villanova. He didn't have the best game. One goal, two assist. Um, and but against St. John's, he had one assist, four goals, uh, putting up five points in that one. So I do want to see um, how much of a step he takes forward um, and, and, and everything like that. When you look at what he did at Colgate, um, the dude routinely put up you no know, six, five uh, point outings. Um, consistently, um, certainly against uh, Patriot League competition. So I do want to see what he does against um, th- these Big East fellas, um, certainly as we get farther into the season. Um, and we do get that Georgetown-Denver matchup and those matchups we want to see. Uh, so Petkovic, a guy to watch. Caraway, a guy to watch. You know, I don't think there's a way that Mount St. Mary's wins this game. But if they do, if they do, you will see Luke Frankenini, I believe that's how you pronounce it, go off because he's had a very, very good start to the season. And you'll see Dylan Phoneback go off in cage. Um, I don't think Mount St. Mary's is going to get the win, uh, but if they do, Phoneback, Frankenini, going to have to have themselves uh, unbelievable performances. Um, Other Tuesday games, you know, Bellerman, Robert Morris, it will be a good one. Both teams, one and, uh, one and three coming in. Uh, Bellerman leads the nation and cause turnovers per game uh, with 12. Um, now, uh, George, well, actually, they're tied with Georgetown, uh, but uh, Bellerman's played four games. Georgetown's played two. Um, so, do have a fairly solid defensive team there in Bellerman. Um, you know, I, that one's a toss up for me, I think. Robert Morris has the edge on offense. I think Bellman has the edge on defense. We'll see. Um, Robert, Mo- Both teams are pretty bad at the face-off dot at the moment, so we'll see <laughs> how things even out there in that one. 
Hofstra and Wagner, I mean, it, I, I, you know, look, Wagner has made some strides recent in recent years. Um, I've seen them play some really good games um, over the past couple seasons. Uh, like a lot of guys they have on that roster, um, uh, Nick Anaconda, um, you know, guys like that that have put up points um, throughout their career. Um, but I just don't know if they can. Like, they lost 19-8 to LIU. You know, I I don't see this one being a very close one is what I'm getting at um, against Hofstra, who has just continued to pound people with offense. When you uh, look at Wednesday's games, which we do have three games on Wednesday, um, the one game that everybody is pointing to is Virginia High Point. Uh, for obvious reasons. Um, you know, it was one of the better games last season, uh, mid-season games. Um, Virginia, obviously coming in 3-1, to 3-1, um, coming off that uh, 20-10 to 10 loss against Syracuse, which I still like... That just boggles my mind that Syracuse beat them that bad. Um, but they did. And uh, credit to the Orange. Uh, fantastic outing for them. High point coming in one and two. They just got their doors blown off by UNC. So both teams coming in after essentially getting their doors blown off, their butts whooped, whatever you want to say. Um, both teams coming in wanting to win. Both teams touting some pretty high uh, flying offenses. You look at Virginia, Peyton Cormier, Connor Schellenberger, who, like, Connor Schellenberger, and I didn't really notice this until, I think it really stood out. Like, you you saw it, and you saw it in high school, but it really stood out against Syracuse in the first uh, half. The shake that this dude has, like, he, I mean, the the one play you is clear. I mean, he just breaks the dude's ankles. Like he's quick. Like he's got a quick first step, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um, and, and until Saturday, like you see it, and you obviously you know, like okay, he's he's fast. He, he he's got that. He's a little jittery. Um, but dude, like, like a water bug, just all over the place, especially. In the first half, uh, Charlie Botron also, um, Cormier, Schellenberger, and Botron, the only three double digit scorers. Um, we do have Matt Moore with nine points, eight goals, one assist as well. Um, Laviano, um, obviously, Laviano was out, was Moore out as well for that first game? No, that was Aiken. Okay. It was Laviano and Aiken were obviously out um, that first game. So that's why they do have some lower points um, than the rest of their uh, counterparts there. But uh, a deep Virginia offense. And if you missed the news, Matt Moore is coming back for the fifth year next year. So this offense is going to be in pretty good hands again, even with the departure of Botron um, and, and Aiken and, you know, is Laviano going to come back? I don't know. I'm um, obviously Cormier, Schoenberger, Dixon are back. 
Um, so we'll see what things look like next year. But we're talking about this year. And this year's Virginia offense is good. No, no question about it. Um, we saw, we've seen them be good. Um, you know, have these enormous stretches of just dominance. Um, and then we've also seen them kind of have lapses, which was a bit what happened on Saturday. Um, you know, I don't think that's characteristically when you look at Virginia, I don't think that's going to happen again to them. Honestly, I think there's too much talent on that team to, to allow 20 points. Um, but I do want to see their defense step up. Um, Scott Ballard, you know, Jared Connors at the LSM spot, you know, we've got to see them step up if they're going to take on this high point team. Um, you know, I am interested. Do they go with road? I think you do. Um, Gavin played in the two games that road missed and he played very well. Uh, Gavin also played, uh, we're talking Bobby Gavin here, uh, freshman. Um, he also played a bit in the Syracuse game. Like at the end, he had one save, 100% save percentage. Um, so we'll see who they go with. I would I would suggest them go with Road. Um, I, I, I do think, however, uh, Virginia has the upper hand at the faceoff dot. I think they have the upper hand on defense. Um, now, High Point, the, the one thing I do want to see is how well, because we saw High Point ride pretty well against uh, Carolina. We saw them ride pretty well against Robert Morris, and Virginia is notorious for that ride. I do want to see how that balances out, um, see who can outride the other in a sense. Um, but from the high point perspective, like, you know, Asher Nolting has been your guy. Kevin Rogers has been your guy. Uh, Brandon um, uh, Maia, uh, called Maya, I believe, um, he, he, he's been phenomenal as a freshman. Um, so this is really, I mean, I'm looking for a high scoring game, um, but I'm looking, uh, expecting for Virginia to win. Um, I don't want to like put it out there that Virginia is going to win big because we have seen high point. I mean, they almost beat North Carolina. Now granted North Carolina came back and whooped them, but, um, in the second game of the season, but, uh, we've seen them do this. We've seen them beat teams, upset teams before. They've upset Virginia twice before, 2016 and 2019. Um, so this is a high-point team, a high-point program, uh, coaching staff that's been there, that's done that. Um, and it's, this is going to be an interesting game, one that y'all will certainly want to tune into. Um, it's at 3 p.m. on a Wednesday. Like, come on, man, you couldn't have gotten that to 6? Like, 6 ACC Network, like, come on, man. I uh, can't wait till we get Thursday night lacrosse, which we will be getting uh, here in the next few weeks on ACC Network. Uh, so that's the big game on Wednesday, the big highlighting midweek game of the season. I'm excited for it. Y'all should be excited for it as well. The other two Wednesday games, we have Vermont against UMass Lowell, and we have Providence versus Fairfield. Uh, Fairfield, their first game of the season. Providence, their one and two. Obviously coming off of that drubbing against 
uh, Denver, uh, the lone win is against St. John's, 16-8. to uh, They did beat Bryant 9, or lost to Bryant 9-8. to um, Is that an overtime game? I don't believe so. Uh, that was just a re- regulation game. Uh, lost to rival Bryant by one uh, to start the season. So Providence looking to get back on the right track. Fairfield looking to start the season off well. Uh, second year under Andrew Baxter there in Fairfield. Uh, Vermont and UMass Lowell, both teams coming in 0-1 after starting their seasons uh, last week, I believe. Or did UMass Lowell play a few weeks before? Okay, so, uh, yeah, UMass Lowell uh, played Merrimack last weekend in their first game. That's right. Their first game was postponed um, against UMass, and they played Merrimack last weekend in their opener, lost 16-8. Vermont lost 15-12 in what was a pretty good game um, from the Catamounts against Bryant. Uh, The Bulldogs just, their offense kind of overpowered uh, Vermont in the second half there, especially late in the final stanza there. Um, but Vermont has a very, very good defense uh, coming back. Um, and, and um, you know, we do have some good defensive talent, defensive guys um, on this UMass Lowell team as well. Um, so, you know, could be a low-scoring one. Uh, Eric Flynn, that's who I'm thinking of. Uh, top defenseman there for UMass Lowell. Um, he's been very, very uh, effective since his freshman season. Obviously, uh, Vermont has been known for defense over the past uh, couple seasons. Uh, so we'll see how things shake out in that one. But uh, nonetheless, should be a good midweek slate. Again, starting on Tuesday with Robert Morris and Bellerman at 1 p.m., Hofstra and Wagner at 2 Mount St. Mary's and Georgetown at 5. On Wednesday, we have Virginia and High Point at 3. Vermont and UMass Lowell at 4. And then Providence and Fairfield at 6. That is it for uh, this week, uh, for today's show. Um, On Thursday, we will preview the weekend. And then um, I will do, I I guess, some questions, um, requests to do a who's impressed, who's like, essentially who's impressed thus far through the first month of the season. It's difficult to do that because we haven't really been a month in for everybody. Um, But I will do that um, on Sunday's show. I will do, oh, you know what, next Tuesday I'll do that. I'll do a, um, so a week from now I will do a who's impressed. Um, I don't know if I'll do a who's, you know, not lived up to the hype yet because it is still early, but um, I will do a, uh, you know, who's feeling good uh, coming into uh, his second month of the season um, next Tuesday. So we'll do that then. I know I've gotten a lot of requests for that. Um, again, that is all for today's show. Thank you all for listening. Um, as always, you can subscribe to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast on uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeart, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, multiple other ones. Um, leave the five-star review on the Apple Podcast. You can link us, uh, 
find us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tanner underscore Dimling is my personal Twitter. LacrosseBucket.com is the website. Have a great uh, rest of the week and enjoy the games. We'll talk to y'all on Thursday.